Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Lestash with you with Parker Siza. We are both partners in this thing that we call Siza and the Stash. Two cats talking about sports. Parker, how are you doing? Doing well. Couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> as well. Right there. That was perfect. You, you didn't notice the the hamster running around the wheel where it's like, where are you going with this, yeah. man? I'm going nowhere. How I'm are just... you going to say this? What do you mean? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you were, uh, you really thought hard about that intro. Not Love really. it. Love it. <laughs> it just goes to show uh, how much prep we put in. We don't put any prep into the open of the show. No. We put tons of prep yep. into like the actual content. Yep. of what we're doing but the open of the show we're we're shooting from the hip we're yep. wild west out here we are uh we are flying the cock we are fly, flying the plane what are we doing we are flying the plane in the cockpit while we're also what's the quote that uh ted carter said about you're flying the plane while fixing it at the same time or whatever he's <laughs> whatever he always says when he's talking about you know flying by the seat of your pants so. yeah i don't know man <laughs> flying cocks it's crazy <laughs> That's not what he said. That's not what he said. <laughs> Cockpit. Cockpit. What right. A, I think I'm going to have to bleep that. We're we're like a know. minute in. I don't know. Is well, that a bleepable word? I mean, I mean if we were, I don't think, you know, I, if we're, if I wouldn't have made that joke if we were on live radio. Yeah. Yeah. This is a podcast. This you know, is a whole other world. Another thing is, uh, if, you, if, if this was a South Carolina Gamecocks football podcast, absolutely. we could be saying cocks all day. We so, could be. You know, they, they, that's where they were, the cocks. Yeah, absolutely. Cox Cable. It's a, it's a TV. It's a TV network. station Cox, network. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I think I'm I might leave it, it in. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll see what happens. Well, we were talking about the Gamecocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The fly, that's what we were talking flying, about. South Carolina football. Yeah, South Carolina flying cocks. Um, <laughs> to all the parents listening in the car yeah. with your children. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Only a small amount. <laughs> why would South Carolina name their football team that? Why, why would Why they? would that? Uh, we know it's a chicken, but why would, uh -huh. they, why would they need to do that? Absolutely. And, and just invite people to... Uh, <laughs> Just, anyway, I just thought of a horrible transition. So we're going from Gamecocks to uh, buttholes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Parker Siza, are you aware? Are, how familiar are you with bidets? I, I know what they are. I've never tried one before. No, but no, I know I, what they are. I bought one for my house when I moved uh, moved to Nebraska. You bought a bidet. I bought a bidet. It's wow. a, just a little attachment. Oh, okay. You know, good, ho hooks up to the wall, sits on the toilet, whatever. Like and. I love it. I think a bidet is great. However, I did break my bidet. Um, <laughs> I broke my bidet by... <laughs> I turned the knob too hard, and the knob broke Oh. So, so while this happened... Was there just constant? Was the water uh -huh. just at a constant it just maximum? Was maximum pressure, just right, right where you need it when you're when you're doing your business. Yikes! And yeah. so it's going like crazy. Luckily, happened to have also been working on other things in the bathroom. Had a pair of pliers. Was able to turn that off. But now <laughs> there is a bidet set of pliers. Eating my bathroom because I haven't. I'm not going to fix the knob. Like, right. I've got a pair of pliers. Yeah. Why yeah. would I? Why yeah. would I spend three dollars on a new knob? So it is what's holding that thing uh, together. The, the like, pliers are. Like, yeah. Like when it's off, I don't have to have the pliers on. Right. Thankfully. Right. 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 But anytime you want to use it, you got to grab a pair of pliers. pliers. Oh, twist wow. it open. 
<laughs> so a little accessory along with your bidet too. I guess I was they just didn't too include. furiously washing. <laughs> <laughs> So that happened over the weekend. But uh, it worked. You know, when, when it did break, it was worked worked pretty well, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> With wild. all that water pressure. It was a wild time uh, yeah. on Saturday when this <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, that was one of the highlights of the weekend for me. Nice. Uh, one, nice. of the, one of the other highlights uh, on Friday, went and did the McCool Junction Heartland game. Yeah, you finally had a game under 40 points. <laughs> a game under 40 points and within two scores. Yeah, within two scores, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. 36 to 20? Is that what it, or what was it? I think it, it like ended that? up being 36 to twenty. One, yeah, yeah, something like that. Thirty-six, twenty-one, or at the very least, I knew it was thirty, uh, thirty to fourteen, mm-hmm. or thirty to sixteen in the fourth quarter because they were down. Uh, uh, McCool Junction was ahead by two scores, and there's nothing more awkward than when you're on the radio. Like Cross County does this all the time, and I can't stand it. Cross County puts the radio station in the away teams, yeah. like stands yep. basically and cross county really good football team often will just boat race people yep. and so i'm sitting at cross county stadium in the loser section right where the losers going, are. Yeah. going touchdown cougars yep. well hey what? be nice <laughs> stop stop it <laughs> stop saying what's going on <laughs> But, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But so uh, Heartland did something kind of similar. They put me right next to literally desk here, desk here, right next to the McCool Junction coach yep. that was calling offensive plays, their Which offensive coordinator. I was in, I'm pretty sure you, you were in the same spot in Heartland that I've been to before, where yep. the time that we were there, it was actually the video was right there. There was there, the, the video filmer was right next to us, but there, they, was, there was no coach. They but. shifted the video filmer outside because uh, it was yeah. nice enough. It, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and they had an extension cord that ran in. So it went videographer outside. You come inside, McCool yep. Junction coach with a hurt player with an iPad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was zoomed in and like doing replays. Wild that that technology yeah, exists yeah. for high school sports. <laughs> right. Then it was myself, then it was Noah. And so in the fourth quarter, there's six and a half minutes left. McCool Junction gets the ball with a two score lead, right? Both Noah and I are like, great. Time to time to run the clock out. Yep. You've been doing a great job running the football. Just hand it off. You know, a couple quarterback dives, like nothing crazy. Okay, kill win, that clock. Kill yep. that clock. Win this football game. This coach had it in his head that we got to go up by three scores, brother. We got to. We got to. We got to score. He went Hulk now. Hogan. He, went. <laughs> he, he was. He, he was. He was full yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Especially, you can hear it on. I don't have the clip, but you can hear it. At one point, he slams his hands on the desk because three passes in a row yeah. go awry. And this is again four minutes to go in the game. Right, they're right up around by yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they're up by was, a few scores. Yeah. yeah takes a minute off the clock and gives <laughs> gives yeah. Heartland a chance. Heartland scores and uh Heartland scores, they have like 3 minutes left on the clock. Onside kick. They recover the onside <laughs> kick. And I'm just over here like 
man, really don't understand why the coaches felt the need to take some shots downfield. Really could have ran the clock out. You know, they've had all while he's right like six inches away from me. (laughs) Best part was the coach turned to me after the game and said, just got some texts from my wife saying that you guys were really funny and really did a good job. And I was like, mm, oh. I wonder when those text messages came in. I bet those came in into the first half, not yeah. in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is this is a McCool coach again, so they won well, the game. Yeah, so, they won yeah. the game, so it was all good. But yeah, all good. But you had to let them know, man. You had to. <laughs> they, I mean, they should be running the football, or did they want to pad their quarterback's passing stats? I, I told you that too when you told me this earlier. That's what they could have been doing to do in eight-man football. That's right. That's right. Eight-man football, really known for the prolific passing offenses. Yeah. yeah. If you if your team throws more than ten times a game in eight-man football you're not very good. I'm going to say it right here, right now, okay? All of the best teams run the football. Yep, yep, yep. for sure, for sure. They've got There's some good passers in in Class D and D2 football, but you're right. It it starts with the run game in in that league, and uh, yeah, I mean, come on. When 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 there's four minutes to go in the game, put the ball on the ground. You you said they took off a minute. That's just with passing. You know, you take off four minutes if you're running the football. Right. And uh, game's over at that point, so... Maybe they wanted to extend the game. You know, they just they, they were just having too much fun. You know, they were like, "Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give ourselves a little challenge. We'll That's give the right. ball right back to Hartland. We're going to send our defense out there, make them get a stop." That's right. Us, Could an zero and three team, really wants the challenge. We don't want to win. We want to win with gusto. Yeah. yeah. Good for good for McCool though. They played some tough teams at the start of the season they and, have. and finally picked up their first one. So we were at we were at the EMF and and uh, McCool Junction game and Exeter Milligan friend is really good. They got a really good running back and uh yeah, it's talking about a team that wants to run the football and can run the football. That's Exeter Milligan and uh so yeah, they they took a beating to McCool, but yeah, McCool has some good athletes though. You you saw that yeah. for sure on uh, their quarterback is uh, pretty athletic and, yeah, and can do a McDonald lot of things. McDonald so. and Garrison. Garrison, yep, Garrison very very good running back. Uh yeah, really really talented group. I mean, the scores Just, from yeah, from been, those their previous 3 games don't show nope, that because nope. I think they lost I think the Last two games, the other team put up eighty points. Yeah, on and them. it was cross county was like yeah cross something eight, was eighty four thirteen. Yeah, I think. and then um, uh, uh, EMF, yeah, EMF was, was eighty to thirty six. Yeah, uh, that they put up. So yeah, but tough teams, so. tough teams. So that was my Friday and yep. Saturday. <laughs> yep. I got to tell you about my Saturday yeah. real quick. So I went up to Sioux Center, Iowa, for uh, Concordia football. Mm-hmm. They got their butts kicked uh, this uh, week into the nineteenth ranked Dort defenders. So uh, four interceptions. Did you say Dort? Dork? Dort. Dort. Dort University in, uh, in Sioux Center, the Iowa. Dorks. Get the em. Filing Dorks. Yeah, it's not a great name for a university. <laughs> it is definitely a name of like their first president at that place. Yeah. And so, you know, you name it after him. And uh, unfortunately, his last name was Dort, D-O-R-D-T. And so, oh, uh, it's not even spelled in yeah. a fun way. It's no, it's not like, D-O-R-T. You know, no. It's a D-O-R-D-T. Rough. So, uh, yeah, Dort University. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
Uh, the Defenders. Yep, they were. Uh, they They're were, the Defenders. Yeah, the Dort Defenders are their I names. Hate that. Yep. I don't know why. Yep. But I got so many problems with Dort. Yep. Apparently, you would not like sports in Northwest Iowa then, because there's just a lot of <laughs> lot of weird weird team name, a lot of weird things in in Northwest Iowa. But uh, yeah, uh, they they went up there, played the 19th ranked Dort Defenders, the Double Ds, and lost 38 to seven. Concordia turned it over four times. Uh, you can't do that, and uh, against a ranked team, so yeah. uh, that happened there. The game was pretty quick. It started at 1 o'clock, got over at about 3.30, nice. two and a half hours, so we were out of there about 15 minutes after that, and I had tickets to the Nebraska football game on Saturday in Lincoln, so got back to Lincoln just before 7 o'clock, and uh, I luckily had a buddy save a parking spot for me in the bottoms, so hey, drove right to that spot. He moved his car right in front of where he, his house was, and uh, took me about, you know, getting into Lincoln, you know, especially a game day. It was so nice, because you go down interstate, you go 80 west, you take the 9th Street exit, mm-hmm. it's completely empty, and it was so cool driving yeah. up toward the stadium. I turned, got off the Cornhusker exit, which is a little bit before you get to downtown, but you could just see the stadium, you could see the top row of the stadium fans just lining it. That's, that was really cool. So got to go to the game then. I got, got to the game in the second quarter. So nice. went, went from Northwest Iowa at 4 o'clock, uh, f- 3.45, is about when we got out of Sioux Center. So 4 o'clock to then 7 20 i was in uh, in bad. memorial stadium watching another football game so that was cool and they got the win which was awesome as well yes. the nebraska football team did you so. know let's get in well first the feeling of just driving on a game day with no traffic oh, had yeah. to be yeah. incredible yep yep especially <laughs> had to be just about as good as nebraska getting a win yeah especially knowing what it's like two hours before that and then and then knowing what it's definitely like yep. two hours or you know anywhere from 30 to Two hours after the game, too. So, uh, yep. yeah, that was uh, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, let's talk about the Husker game. Huskers beat Northern Illinois 35, 35 to eleven. Yep. I don't. Re- I'm. I must not have paid very close attention <laughs> in the fourth not. quarter. <laughs> I was like, I was locked in for the first half, and then I was like, all right, they they're gonna yeah, win this game. It was thirty five to three. Northern Illinois scored a touchdown with like four seconds to go. That's they, right. they they drove down. Then they went for two and made the two point conversion. So uh, they they fought to the end. You gotta they, you gotta get, you gotta give it to them. Uh huh. Yeah. Let no. me tell you the the what are they the wolves? The uh, t- Huskies. Huskies. Oh, yep. Less cool yeah. version of a wolf. That's true. <laughs> they, That's true. When they got their teeth in you, brother, they they don't let go. I guess. Yep. <laughs> 30, Thirty-five to eleven, Nebraska beats Northern Illinois. Let's talk about the big story, the one everyone is talking about, and it's the one Heinrich Harburg. Who okay. needs a nickname, by the way? Yes. Like I don't know if we try to coin a nickname for him. He needs mm. a nickname because uh, I, I I texted you. You texted me during the game. I said Double H. Double H, H is great. <laughs> you know, like Double H is a great. You got name. Triple H, obviously. Pro so wrestler, you know, you get Double H, right? Uh, but uh, there's got to be something here because he was awesome on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I really need to think of some good. Well, I mean, at this point, he might be. Uh, Iron Man or something, not Iron Man, it was, uh, some, somebody that's bigger, faster, and stronger, because that was his quote after the game. Yeah. Let, let's talk about his performance. Completed 14 and 24 passes for 158 yards, two touchdowns, rushed for 98 yards on 21 carries. Leading he, rusher, uh, that, yeah. that was, a, yeah, yeah. He, he was the whole offense. He, the, it's, it's the exact thing that we wanted to see from Jeff Sims, right? Mm-hmm. The only blot on, on his resume is that he fumbled the ball, but that wasn't even, 
That wasn't his fault. No, that was no. the defender doing a phenomenal job getting his hand in. There, there was no way that he could have done that differently. If anything, that was the offensive line's fault because they got yes. they got boat raced on that play. That Absolutely. was early in the first quarter, and uh, the way the defense responded to just holding them to that field goal uh, was awesome. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was it was Heinrich's kind of coming out party, mm-hmm. his big game, and you know being a Carney native, yeah. being a Nebraska kid, and doing this in the first win of the Matt Rule era in Lincoln. Start of the season after a really rough start, and it's funny that in hindsight we're we're talking about how rough of a start Nebraska had. Mm-hmm. They're the only team in the country to start two Power Five games on the road and uh, against two top really? twenty-five caliber teams. Which we didn't sound those. Nobody sounded those alarm bells before the season. Hey, this yeah. is a but. But that's pretty unprecedented. The way they started the year with a a new team, a new coach, and all of that tough way to go. And then you come back home against a Northern Illinois team who really I I, I would love to sit here and say. This was kind of a slouch, and it should have been an easy win, and it kind of was an easy win. But Northern Illinois, they did lose to an FCS team the week before Southern Illinois, but that is always those, like, anybody in those two programs will tell you this is always going to be kind of a battle uh, between two right. Illinois schools, Southern and Northern Illinois. It's like their Civil War version. But <laughs> before the week before that, they beat Boston College, who almost beat a top-five Florida State team. So let's this do the whole true. the whole transitive property things that we like <laughs> to do. Like, ah, oh, that means, hey, we would almost beat Florida State because we beat Northern Illinois, who beat Boston College, who almost, yeah, anyway. I, I um, just had a beautiful mind yeah. moment. So everything was coming together. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but so so again, Northern Illinois, good team, and Coach Rule said before the game, he's like, this might be the best defensive front, the front seven linebackers, defensive linemen that we faced all year. He he had them above. Now it's it, if you I watch know. that game, it's true. If you watch the game, it's okay. true. They had two guys that were just blowing up Nebraska's tackles on the mm-hmm. edge that you didn't really see in the Colorado game and you did not see in the Minnesota game. And that was just two really special players that Northern Illinois had. And I'm forgetting, one of the guys' names I think was Foster. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was listening to that on the radio. And Damon Benning, who does uh, the radio broadcast for Husker football, was, was really pointing out how good Northern Illinois was getting off the edge and making it a little difficult for Heinrich. And then what would Heinrich do? He was smart enough to tuck it, run a draw. Tuck it, run it to the left if they're coming off mm-hmm. the right, or run it to the right if they're coming off the left. He did a really good job of stepping up in the pocket. Yes. The, yep. the ends would come screaming yep. upfield, yep. and he would settle in, move up in the pocket. The really great stuff by, by Harburg. And the only thing that bothered me a little bit with Heinrich, and that's maybe was expected, was he had, and I was watching the game in the stadium, so I really, I had a really good angle on a deep ball that he threw that was kind of in my, you know, went straight with my eyesight standing mm-hmm. in the, you know, corner of, of the stadium, but he really underthrew this this ball to this receiver. It was just kind of a and, and he he struggled with the downfield passing, but maybe you know you, you haven't seen action in the game yet. Maybe you just kind of get a little rhythm. But sure. I mean, he, he he won the game in in other ways uh, today. So um, or, or on on Saturday. So that was good to see. And uh, maybe maybe Nebraska found its quarterback. You I know, think, that's uh, the I thing. I think that remains to be seen. I I texted you after the first drive and said. Looks like looks like Harburg just won his spot. Yeah. How do you how do you put in Jeff Sims now? Right? I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea because all the th- I will say on the ten passes that were that were not caught, like five of them playing a better team is picked off. I mean, probably. The, I yep. mean, yep. 
the front seven. Especially secondaries, yeah, the Northern Illinois secondary was not to be, you know, fearful of. Exactly. So, yeah, the, the that, front seven was, but yes. Yep. But but their, their cornerbacks, their safeties, not these mm-hmm. ball hawkers or not quite the athletes that, that you know, I mean, I I don't know how many interceptions he throws against Colorado. Say we back up and, and put him in at quarterback for right, Colorado. Right. Does he throw a bunch of picks? I don't know. What I do know is that he threw balls that were at the very least dangerous. Um, that that ended there were a up, couple that should have been picked off that weren't. Yeah. yeah, and so playing a better team, do those get picked off? Yep, yep. Are we having a different conversation today because he throws picks and so does Jeff Sims? Like that's the thing. He didn't throw any picks. Thankfully, we didn't have to suffer through that. That would yep. have been terrible. Yep, yep. But instead, we've got a guy who who looked re- he looked very confident in the pocket. He obviously was a phenomenal runner. We saw a guy who was a hard runner, and, and he was asked about that because he didn't slide down. I don't think he slid down no. at all during the game. Nope. He, he was asked about that, and. His response has gone slightly viral, and I, I liked. Gonna... I liked what he said here. Yeah. This is this is this got me going a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's let's listen to it. On some on some of those quarterback runs, you might have had the chance to you know slide down, avoid some contact, but you went full ahead. I mean, do you enjoy the physicality that comes with quarterback run game? Uh, I do in the moment. Uh, right now, it doesn't feel too good, but um, you know, I know. I know how much energy um, and what what that can do to a team. You know, seeing your quarterback going out there full speed ahead, not slowing down, not hesitating, um, and that's something I've been working on since spring. You know, running physical, because I know that you know, I'm I'm not the prototypical quarterback. You know, I'm heavier, I'm faster, I'm stronger, um, so I'm going to use that to have my advantage and you know try and push my teammates along. Love that. Love that. He is, but he's not. He's not the prototypical quarterback. He is heavier. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. And I'm not saying he is exactly like this guy. And I'm not saying he's even going to meet what this guy did. But he reminds me of Tim Tebow. I knew you were going to yeah, say it. He does. I knew you were going to say it. But he's not like nowhere near the talent. And like he's not going to win a... I, don't, I would love if he won a championship at Nebraska. I would love if he won a Heisman Trophy. He's not mm-hmm. going to do any of that, I don't think. But he does have that kind of quality to him. And that's, I think, what what this team needs. And Rule mm-hmm. said it after the game, the team needed a performance like this out of their quarterback. And, uh, you know, we'll get to Rule's comments on, on a potential quarterback battle in, in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, he reminds me of Tim Tebow, just, just his style and how he plays and, you know, all of that. Well, I want, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because thinking back to when Tim Tebow was a freshman, I think, uh, the quarterback that, that he, Chris Leak. Yes, yeah. Chris Leak. Chris Leak was the clear number one guy. However, they still brought Tim Tebow in as a specialist, as a freshman, and maybe as a sophomore. I think just as a freshman. Well, sophomore, he won the Heisman. That's so, right. so yeah, freshman, but, but freshman yeah. I'll never forget there was um, one of the plays that made you go, oh my gosh, this Tim Tebow guy is the real deal. He had like a, a jump pass on the three-yard line that, that was this huge touchdown that rocketed him yeah. forward, skyrocketed yeah. him into notoriety and all that sort of stuff. But he was like the the running quarterback. He was a banger. Yep. He he would he would hit not people. sliding. Not sliding. Nuh-uh. Absolutely. And his freshman year, he just kind of got put in in these spots. And then sophomore year we saw him explode and 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 win uh win a Heisman. 
Harburg, in the first two games, got in a little bit. He was never a quarterback, except in the Colorado game. Yeah, he caught a a pass, too, I think, in the Minnesota game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He is an athlete. Utility. He's a utility guy. And that's a wonderful thing to have. But is it what you need at quarterback? (laughs) Because that's kind of the question that we've run into with Jeff Sims, is he's this incredible athlete, but... I don't know if Jeff Sims is that good of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is Harburg just a different version of Jeff Sims? I want to pose that out there to you because, like, he's a physical guy. He's a physical runner, clearly an athlete. He made good decisions in in, in the game, but does that make him a quarterback? Yeah. Is that what we want in a quarterback? Let's see. So Jeff Sims, I don't know. I don't know if Jeff Sims is a good quarterback or not. I really don't. What I see from Jeff Sims, what I've seen in two games from him, he didn't play in that Northern Illinois game. There were things that he did that was really dynamic. He throws a better ball than any of the two quarterbacks on this team, Purdy Mm -hmm. or Harburg, I'll say that. Now, does he make the smartest plays? Has he shown he's made the smartest plays throwing the football? No. But... um, Let's go back. What what was your original question again? Like, is this... Are we excited for Harburg because he's this athletic guy, this bigger, faster, not your prototypical quarterback? He is is yeah. that what we want? He is not making, he hasn't, he's shown through one full game, he's not making <laughs> the same mistakes as Jeff Sims. So I mm-hmm. think that kind of puts him at least, maybe not if, if healthy Jeff Sims and obviously healthy Heinrich Harburg. I don't know if that puts Heinrich above it mm-hmm. just because. Again, I I just I I feel like Jeff Sims turnover list. Jeff Sims probably gives Nebraska the best chance to beat a team like uh, to to beat teams in the Big Ten. Not you yeah. know probably not beating Michigan. Probably not beating like you know Wisconsin looks pretty good. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but but probably he, Jeff Sims gives you the best chance. But having Heinrich making. Football plays like I, that's the best way I could say. Like he, he just that's a great he's playing way football. He's playing physical. I, I just that's another way to win a game. And and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of I guess maybe this is a good time to kind of go with what Rule yeah. said uh, right after when he kind of talked about you know do you anticipate sort of a battle coming on here uh, with your quarterbacks? And this was his answer. Premature, but uh, you know all things considered, Jeff Sims. I know the fans want to know. Jeff Sims, if he's fully healthy next week, do you, do you open this up as a competition, or is Jeff Sims still your guy? Yeah, I think both quarter. We figured out that both quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. I mean, the the situation that Jeff went and played in the first two games is was was difficult. Okay, and a lot of things that weren't his fault were pegged on Jeff Sims. So we got a lot of confidence in Jeff. We've done all along the Heinrich can play. We got a good situation. I won't talk any hypotheticals. You know, I don't know who's going to be healthy, who's not, but. Um, I, I, I know we can win with both guys, and you guys know how I feel about Chuba. So I think we have a lot of players. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, just continue to find the guys on offense who can make plays for the quarterbacks, you know. So uh, those runs that AG made at the end, Gabe made at the end, you know, we're just going to keep finding guys. There are a couple things I'll put on Jeff. Like so that, that throw that he had against Minnesota, that throw when he was looking at, I don't know if he was looking at zone, I think it was a zone read or whatever, and he didn't see a linebacker. Like there, he was, he threw it to a guy in triple coverage and he threw it, that, that, that's yeah. all on the quarterback, right? Yeah. And, and the, the low snap and he didn't fall on it. Okay. Maybe you throw that on the center a little bit. He should have, you should have snapped that ball right into the middle of his chest so he can grab it so Jeff didn't have to reach down to the ground and try to anyway anyway uh-huh. point is though i i i do think coach rule um is 
meaningful when he says that we have two quarterbacks that can win you a football game. And I, I think they want to. They're holding out hope that Jeff will figure it out. And if he does get healthy and gets back into the game, that he's not going to turn over the football. If he does, though, hey. We got Heinrich Harburg right this back is true. here. So I don't think this is this is an interesting problem for Nebraska. I've said last week after the Colorado game, Matt Rule completely botched the quarterback situation, or mm-hmm. you know, at least completely botched getting a guy like Jeff Sims to come in here when maybe it, it didn't really work out. I think in hindsight, I was maybe it's so early in the season, man. We 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 got like we might be talking about, you know. Heinrich in a great light here, and Jeff in not a great light, but in a month from now, like Jeff could go on the field and throw like five touchdowns in a game, no interceptions, run the ball for 130 yards. Sure. And we'll be like, yeah, hey, this is the guy. And then maybe Heinrich goes in that same game and he throws like a pick or something like that. Like, who knows what's going to happen? But I think they're in a good situation with what they have. Who do they, who do they trudge out there now against Louisiana Tech is, is kind of the question. And, um, you know, I, I, I think Heinrich deserves it. I'll say that Heinrich should okay. be the starter, but. Um, I could I can understand if they go with Jeff Sims. I, guess. I think that Jeff Sims starts next week because <clears throat> golly, dying. I think Jeff Sims starts next week, but of course, if he's healthy, like if he's not healthy, he shouldn't right. play. Blah blah blah. I think that these two games are a are really the audition for the rest of the season. So if it comes out that Jeff Sims starts against Louisiana Tech, and he throws picks, and he fumbles, yeah. and he has these issues. He's done. Yep. That's that's all there is to yep. it. Because uh, basically, the Huskies and Louisiana Tech are about the same level. Like, do we feel confident in saying that that Louisiana Tech is not miles better? Then, Vegas thinks Louisiana Tech's a little worse uh, than Northern right. Illinois. Nebraska was a ten-point favorite against Northern Illinois, and even they won better, by that. And even then, better reason to have Jeff yeah, Sims yeah. Pl- come in and play quarterback. And if we still see those same problems that we saw against these top twenty-five yep. type teams, yep. then see ya. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Gone. All right. Thanks for coming. Enjoy the transfer portal. Like. Yeah. That's that's the deal. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see Heinrich come in and start next week, and then Jeff Sims come in and start for the Michigan game because that's that's not if a Jeff's fair like shake. still hurt this week, yeah. like and still can't play, so they're resting him for that Michigan game. That's, that's not a, that's yeah. not a fair shake to Jeff Sims. Yeah, yeah. because he's going to come in against a team that is a possible national championship team. Yeah. And he's going to be compared to a guy who came in and played against trash. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's not fair to Jeff. Truthfully too. I don't know if that'd be fair to Heinrich either because he comes in. All right, let's just, let's take all the opponents out of it and just say, all right, you went Oh, and two, and then you went two. let's, let's disgustingly as Husker fans, give us a win this Saturday. This is not good to do. If you're a Nebraska fan to give this team a win, but let's give them a win against Louisiana tech and they're two and two. So if you're Heinrich, you go, well, I just went two and oh in my, in my starting at, at the quarterback spot and the quarterback before. Yeah, we played some tough games. We went 0 and 2, but he had seven turnovers. And right. I just, you know, now he's healthy and I just, so I, I think it would go a little bit both ways, but right. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be really fair to Jeff either for him to sit two games and just to get him ready for 
Obviously, probably, well, I mean, for Lincoln, the biggest game of the year so mm-hmm. far, because that game is in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and Michigan. It's going to get a lot of eyes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious how it's going to work out. And Matt Rule talks today in a press conference, and, and we'll see what he has to say about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's... It's an interesting situation. I don't think it's a bad situation that they're in, and I feel a lot better about the quarterbacks than I did last week because I didn't know Heinrich would look like this. I, I knew yeah. he was a good player, I knew, but he he went all Tim Tebow on, on that team yeah. yesterday or the other day. And uh, again, who knows if that's consistent throughout the season? But I just really liked what I saw from that guy. It it, it was a very clean debut. Yep, and that is the that is the nicest. Thing I can say because there have not been a lot of clean debuts no. for Husker coaches, Husker players. There have not been a lot of those, and for him to get one is good and should be hopeful. And I guess I'm still coming off. If you remember last week, how down I was about this Husker team, I'm still feeling that downness even after this win. Mm-hmm. Even though they, slow. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, like it, it wasn't. The, the score wasn't thirty five nothing at at halftime. It was fourteen to three, and so I don't have the I I still don't have this unbridled optimism that I had at the beginning of the yeah. year, and even seeing and I think you kind of hear it in my takes that I am looking for the the other shoe to drop on Heinrich. Right, he played really well this game. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna yeah. happen? Is this the guy? Well, you know, and and that's that's not that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a that shouldn't be a knock against Heinrich. That is a knock against what we were promised. No versus like what we're receiving. I you would know what say I, mean? I would say no. I would actually say that's a knock against the other players on the team. Matt Rule said it right there in that yeah. in that quote. He said, you know, he talked about you know the the they they want other people to step up around the quarterback and uh, you had um, I got the uh, the stats here. So mm-hmm. you had uh, Gabe Irvin, sixty-seven yards rushing, right mm-hmm. on fourteen carries. Uh, you had Anthony Grant. He had forty-six yards on seven carries receiving. Thomas Fedoni, hello. Finally. Nice to meet you, Thomas. Yeah. Did good. I mean, he had six targets, four catches on six targets. That's always nice. 42 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Billy Kemp had a touchdown. Uh, he had uh, Marcus Washington with a couple catches. Mm-hmm. Gabe Irvin. They really only have three, two wide receivers and one tight end. I mean, with Kemp and Washington, kind of the targets. And Fedoni is yeah. uh, is going to be a target guy. Alex Bullock uh, had one target. Um, other than that, I mean, like... There's not a lot of options to throw the ball to, sure. so the options are going to be to run the ball. And it's interesting with you know Heinrich Harburg, 21 attempts, and then your running back has 14. Is that a, a winnable game plan when we get into, uh, not this week, but next week with Michigan, and then you get into a Big Ten schedule? Is that is that what you want to say? I don't know if that will win know. you games. I don't know. I don't but, know. That's uh, a really interesting... Gotta have other guys step up. Is, absolutely. Is the point. And that is a, that's, that's a great point to make, because we are so focused on, and we being me, I am so focused on Jeff Sims yeah, versus Heinrich Harburg, right. because he's the guy that makes those decisions yeah. at the end of the day. And so... To say that they do need other people to step up, other skill positions to step up in a way, uh, you're 100% right. And pointing out the stats like that to to really showcase, like, yeah, there were two wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. Really, that's it. It does 
put a lot of pressure on the quarterback to then run the ball a lot and, and make plays that he, otherwise he wouldn't and need to. Northern Illinois secondary, as we talked about, was not nothing to be fearful of. Again, mm-hmm. like Fedoni and Kemp had six and seven targets. Those were the guys, and, and Kemp had you know three catches in that touchdown. But we mentioned Fedoni caught most of the balls that were going toward him. That's all you had. So yeah. how does that how does that improve as the season goes along? I don't know if that does. So how do you win games? Without that, and right. that's maybe this, you know, you start Jeff Sims, see how he does. He's he's turning over the ball. It's not working offensively. You're being slow. Put in Harburg and and you know have him with the quarterback run. Uh, try to try to make some plays yeah. that way. Uh, with with the option, the option was working pretty option well. Option was working well. That was nice to see. And uh, you know, we haven't talked about the defense yet. Now the defense, <laughs> the defense. Let's talk. That's the thing. There's nothing to talk about because they're so damn good. They gave up a drive. They gave up a touchdown on the last drive when they had like their third team in the game. But but I mean, you know, first off, with with uh, let me go through the team stats here. This is what they did on defense. Northern Illinois had, um, they had a 56 yards rushing. Right, they okay. went passing uh, Rocky Lombardi, who Rocky Lombardi was the Michigan State quarterback in 2018. Yep, when they uh, lost to Nebraska nine to six to a Scott Frost team in his first year. So Rocky Lombardi comes back, played that entire game, uh, comes back here to Lincoln and missed out on that last touchdown that Northern Illinois scored. So Rocky Lombardi has played eight quarters of football Memorial Stadium and has yet to <laughs> score and has never scored a touchdown. And so I feel never sorry for that. will. He was 17 of 36 with one interception and uh, had 123 yards passing. So 149 yards of total offense. Wow. That's what uh, Nebraska's defense uh, was able to give up. Nebraska had uh, 382 yards of total offense, but uh, the defense was was just dynamite. And they mm-hmm. have playmakers uh, after playmakers on that team. And I don't have this comment, but Coach Rule said after the game, he was asked about the defense, and he immediately went to the previous coaching staff. He went to he he mentioned Coach Mike Dawson by name. Said you know Coach Dawson the way he's worked with like Nash Hutmacher, and he got Cam Linhart to come to Nebraska. Dawson and Chenander were huge on getting this guy to come here, and so when Rule and his new staff came, they just they they got to inherit. Players who were not in a great system last year. The defense looked really bad when Shenander was here, yeah. and that's why he was fired. But he, got, they, they really coached football to these players, is what Rule said and how he described it. And so when Tony White came in here with his three three five system, and you know when these people came in, it just was kind of like plug and place, and let's let's institute some of our things into it. But Matt Rule talked about how much he just. He could just sit back, you know, lean back in his chair and just watch this defense. I mean, it's it, they, oh, yeah. they work really, really well, and uh, you know, made sure to credit you know kind of the work that led up to uh, you know the last couple of years and uh, you know the coaching and and now the new form of the defense, which is uh, definitely it's top twenty five in the country right mm-hmm. now, stats wise, and I don't see how that's going to get much worse as yeah. the year goes along. So yeah, I mean, this defense is fun to watch. It's fun, and and the thing is, is like those three points in the first in the first half those were the offenses yep. offenses yep. points given up yeah. Yeah. like they got the ball on the 6 yep. yard yep. line yep. and didn't go anywhere yep. went backwards went back. yeah yeah this defense is this defense is what you think of when you think of a black shirts yep. defense and that's the highest praise anyone can yep. give them and I that, mean, a lot of credit i think goes to um you know guys like 
see here. Guys like Nick Henrich, guys like yeah. Luke Reimer, uh, who come back. Like, they're the obvious leaders. Rule wanted these guys back so bad mm-hmm. because he knew how important that was. And then you fill out uh, with some other guys on, on defense. A.J. Rollins had four tackles. Uh, John Bullock, he was a walk-on, the walk-on linebacker commit. And, uh, you know, got got a chance here with Matt Rule. And, and uh, you know, he's playing really well. And, um, you know, some of those guys in the secondary, too, uh, Deshaun Singleton, um, Omar Brown, uh, they're pretty good back there. So there's some yeah. new faces in the in that in that team that are you know Coach Rule kind of getting into. But a lot of this is what what who was here last year and mm-hmm. who was here the year before. The defenses were really humming over the last three years with some hiccups, but sure. uh, that's been that's been the pride of all Nebraska. And uh, yeah, they're they're doing pretty well. And we love to see it. Now we move forward to Nebraska taking on Louisiana Tech. Nebraska is a twenty point favorite at home. So Louisiana Tech, they believe to be a worse team as we as we discussed. What's going to happen? What what in your mind? In your mind, what's going to happen? Who starts at quarterback? What's the score? Are you taking the over and under? What's going on? First off, I'm a little worried about Louisiana Tech because they have a wide receiver named Smoke Harris. Hold on. They don't got want that smoke. smoke Harris and Decoldis Crawford. Crawford. Now, Decoldis Crawford has not played a game yet Shocker. for Louisiana Tech. I don't know why. Maybe uh just hasn't been uh hasn't hit the right uh hasn't hit the right thing there. So yeah, you know, he he's not quite got, playing. He hasn't signed the right deal uh, with but, the HVAC but, company. Yeah, yet. right, right. Yeah. Uh yeah, so <laughs> he needs to he needs to get on the field there, hopefully. But uh, Smoke Harris, though, twenty four catches on the year, two hundred eighty eight yards and, and three touchdowns. So hey, Nebraska does not want that smoke right, on uh, on Saturday. Um, mm, I don't know. Matt Rule is talking in like thirty minutes, forty five minutes as we're, we're <laughs> as we'll, we're recording this. So I'm wondering, you like, know what? what he'll say. This but, is what we should do. This is what we should do. We should pause for. We should pause <laughs> this segment. And then go listen to to it and come back. We make sure Our, it's for three. Let me should make sure it's at twelve thirty. Yeah, it's let's not right now. Let's double check what time it's at. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna and and I honestly, honestly though, we probably don't need to do that because I doubt he okay. mentions anything about. It. I doubt he gives any news on a Monday. He he would make that announcement on a Thursday. Sure. Uh, I, I do think though, Jeff was very close. They said to being healthy and playing last week. So I, you're right. I do think uh, that he's going to be healthy this week. I do think Jeff Sims is going to start, and they want to see what he looks like against a team that he should light the field on fire with. Like, like against, you know, Colorado was a tough situation. Minnesota was a tough situation. So I think what you said earlier, how they're going to go with Jeff Sims, put him in the game here, and if we see what he's doing to start, if he's, you know, snap counts are bad, uh, dropping the ball, fumbling the ball, intercepting the ball, throwing into triple, double coverage, he's out and uh, and entering Heinrich Harburg, and, and then I think that should be permanent at, after yeah. that. So we'll see, though. We'll see, but that's how I think it's going to work out. I do think if Jeff goes in and plays, I think he'll have a, a normal game, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. turnover lists. And if that happens, um, I'll say like Nebraska 38 to 3. There you go. 38 to 3. You just, just sure like you, do, you sure you don't want to throw out 38 11? 38 11. Yeah. Another two point conversion and yeah. a touchdown. But um, yeah, I. I was look, trying to look at Louisiana Tech's offense. It's very similar to uh, Northern Illinois, which you know kind of means well, maybe maybe the defense will have a little bit more extra motivation. The only thing I am worried about there are some injury concerns on defense. I know Cam mm-hmm. Linhart, as we've 
we've praised Cam Linhart a lot. He did get out of the game there in the fourth quarter, but Matt Rule made it seem like in the post game that it wasn't that serious. It was probably just, you know, we're we're winning by a lot. We don't need to keep our yeah. our big players in the game. And then there's another guy on defense who was injured. So there may be some guys out this week, but uh, I think the defense can have a, a similar performance to last week and yeah. kind of just control the game, win the game for your offense, which is sort of what they, they yes. did kind of in a way. So Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think if Jeff Sims starts, if he's healthy enough to start, which it sounds like he will be, I think that legitimately, I hate to say this, I don't have faith in Jeff Sims to to not turn the ball over. Well, and why would you? (laughs) All he's done is turn the ball over. He did that at Georgia Tech. That's exactly it. And he's obviously done that so far here in Nebraska. So I get, yeah. So I think that it will be like, I think going into halftime, it'll be like 14 to 6, 14 to 9, because he'll have fumbled the ball three times. And then they'll have kicked field, field, kick field goals. Wow. Um, and then. Oh, this hurts. This is. Keep going. Keep going. And though. then Nebraska puts Heinrich in and has a, has a solid second half. I think the final score is like 38 to 9. Beautiful. I think it's that's I, awesome. Oh, we'll go. We'll go a little bit further. We'll go forty-five to nine. Okay. I think forty-five to nine is the final. Score. I like it. Actually, I really don't. That would scare the crap out of me to start that game. Um, yeah, I was listening. I, I saw somebody uh, talk about after this Nebraska game. Uh, I, I should have like clipped this because I saw it online. It was like somebody posted a video and they're just like, you know, this is the first time uh, watching a Nebraska game where we weren't like. <laughs> like <laughs> Like, like, just like, like, there was no, yeah, there was no, there was no drama. We never had to do that but, during sorry, the game. There was one drama. There was a fumble early, early. early. Who cares? And we forgot was, about that. But yeah. by the end, it was like, oh wow, is this what Alabama feels like? Georgia, who? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Hey, um, one one more thing with yeah. football. Want to talk about? Um, are we done with Husker football? I think by the so. way, okay. I think we, I think we've covered it to to hell and back. I I I know we did our Colorado stuff last week and I really wanted to not talk about Colorado anymore yeah. but they did you see the stuff earlier in the week with Jay Norvell the Colorado State yes. uh coach and uh Deion Sanders obviously the Colorado coach. Well yes. there was a comment uh, that coach Norvell former Nebraska offensive coordinator under the Bill Callahan era from 2004 to 2006. He had a pretty good offense here in Nebraska. Uh, Their defense was the issue under the Callahan era. That's why he was gone. But, um, no, Jay Norvell said, uh, talking about Dion, he said, um, you know, my mama taught me to Mm -hmm. take my hat and sunglasses off when I'm talking to an adult. And that comment got so much run in that it was that comment was made on like a Tuesday of last week and then yeah. you know Wednesday Thursday Friday the lead up to the game you know everybody's dogging on CSU why would you say that why would you give Colorado that kind of you know mm-hmm. talking bulletin board material Dion you know saying that bull junk all that stuff mm-hmm. that he's saying the Colorado State Colorado game though on Saturday night was a very fun football game CSU you got to give that team a whole lot of credit. They yeah. were 24, 25 point underdogs in that game. They didn't stand a chance and they were getting roasted by everybody in the mm-hmm. media. They were they were just throwing figurative eggs at this coach cuz oh, yeah. you know how he handled himself in that press conference and they they were up 28-17 with about 5 minutes to go in the fourth quarter of that game and they pinned Colorado at the 2-yard line. Uh, up by eight, I guess at this point, 28 to 20 with about a minute 40 to go. And 
Shadur Sanders, man, he went 98 yards right yeah. down the field, scored the touchdown, and then uh, they had the two-point conversion. So Colorado wins, CSU loses a, a close game. But I think a lot of people were kind of... <laughs> I think a lot of people who thought that Colorado was going to win that game by 40 because they have the, they have a talent like they should be playing the Denver Broncos not the the Colorado State Rams. This is an amazing football team. Mm-hmm. I think they were status checked a little bit on yeah. you know Colorado. The, the, they they have some obvious holes and uh they might be found out when they play Oregon on the road this week and then they have USC uh the week after. So I saw that and thought that was pretty funny. Absolutely. But, I have a I have a cousin who is on the I don't know. I don't technically know how he is officially titled, but he is like uh, on the coaching staff for CSU. Um, he's all, he's a student also, but he is on the defensive staff. And he uh, number one, he would not comment to me. Like I texted him on the side and was like, "Hey, that Jade Norvell comment." And he goes, "I'm not. I'm you. You work in the media, brother." Yeah. I'm not saying yep. I'm not saying anything to you. And yep. I'm like, hey, I respect that. I respect it. But he was so hyped for this game yep. and he was so excited to to go out there and, and he and he really thought that like Colorado State had a chance and he showed <laughs> it. Like they showed it out there on the field. They did. And I like hats off to Colorado State for for doing something like that. I mean, you it was just such a fun game, and it ended at like yeah. one o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was yeah. like it was like early Sunday morning football. Mm-hmm. But yeah, spotlights yeah. on you. You go out and you play. You play hard, and and that was just so much fun to watch. And uh, hey, Travis Hunter, maybe the best player in college football on, yeah. on Colorado. He got he got knocked out, taken to the hospital. So oh yikes! Uh, yeah, I forgot about that rib. And I think uh, what they, I don't think they officially said what it was, but I think he like broke a rib and then a lung collapsed, kind of at Ooh. the same time. So that's pretty scary. But yeah. and I. I I, re- I hate Colorado, but I love Travis Hunter. He's just so mm-hmm. fun to watch and yeah. just a goofy guy. Have you ever seen his videos? Uh-uh. Ever seen his... <laughs> it's just funny. Like, yeah. okay, so there's the TCU game uh, two weeks ago. They're, like, about to board a flight, and they're, like, getting their, like, you know, either, like, Chick-fil-A or something like that. And he grabs this one sauce called Zesty, and he's like, he's like showing showing to the video camera when they're doing like their documentary yeah. stuff. He's like, "Got this for you, boy, Zesty." <laughs> and it's just like, he's just so funny. He's a guy having fun. <laughs> Got this for you, boy. Hell yeah, dude. That's <laughs> he's awesome. He's a good time. So, he's a yeah. good time. Uh, yeah, Colorado though. Hey, well, you got a gut check coming up. Oregon yeah. and, and USC. Good luck with that. I don't see them staying undefeated for no. much longer. No, I don't think they're winning this week at Oregon. No, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll so. lose two thirty game. They'll lose by uh, Oregon will beat them by by two touchdowns at least. Feels right at least. Yeah, yep. I think that's a great call. All right, now for even more fun, who could be the number one team in the country? Nebraska volleyball just dominating top teams, beating Stanford, who was ranked fifth at the time. They'll drop in the rankings. 3-1 on Tuesday, then beating, uh, they were ranked 21, but I don't think they were really like a top 25 team. Kentucky, uh, 3-1 on Sunday. Uh, the On Sunday, they had a 72-second rally yeah. at one point, and where Lexi Rodriguez was diving on the floor yep. left and right, getting digs everywhere. 
phenomenal showcasing for the volleyball team. Yep, and they're good. They are so, so good. So good. They look really good. They, they're they playing really nice. Even losing, they, they didn't have two of their three best players in that Kentucky win. That's right. Uh, Laney Choboy and uh, you know, thoughts with Lindsey Krause. She got in a car accident, John Cook said, after the game. She got in a Yikes. car accident the day of the game on 48th and O in Lincoln. You know that intersection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a scary place. I know that place. intersection a scary very place. well. That's a terrifying intersection. Um, so she got in a minor, minor, from you know what it sounded like, minor car accident, but a little shaken up getting in a rear-ended yeah. hours before the game. So uh, sure. she was not able to play. But uh, So without two, Laney Choboy and, and Lindsey Krause still getting the job done. Harper Murray is so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, back to Alec and, and Lexi, you know, back there in the red jersey, uh, getting those uh, kills as the, or getting the, the digs or the stuff like that, the assists mm-hmm. uh, for, as a libero. Um, this is a fun, fun team. And now it's Big Ten time. You know, they, they kind of got rid of the non-conference. I, I remember, remember saying before the season when we were talking about Nebraska volleyball, I'm so interested to see what this week looks like mm-hmm. when they play Long Beach State, who your former assistant coach, Tyler yeah. Hildebrand, is coaching Long Beach State, and they beat the number one team in the country right before they played you. They swept Long Beach State. I think one set was twenty-five to eight. Yeah, um, and then uh, turn around, beat Stanford uh, the following week on the road, and then uh, and then beating Kentucky here at home. Now Kentucky, you're right. They were they, Kentucky was twenty-one. They started the year top ten. They were two and five going into the game. <laughs> yeah. They had lost like, but Kentucky's schedule was brutal. They they had played a bunch of top twenty five teams on the road. Uh, they were coming off a loss to Purdue and Houston, two top twenty five teams. So it was it couldn't have been easy for that team. But they're they're that's still a NCAA tournament team. That's still yeah. an SEC team uh, with good players. So uh, you you get that win. That's pretty good. Now Big Ten Conference. Home Ohio State coming up on Friday. They're the 19th ranked team in the country. And then they got number nine Minnesota on Sunday. And Minnesota always uh, causes Nebraska some problems. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it looks. But uh, keep it going. Keep it going. I usually say at this time it's like, uh, you know, We'll see about Nebraska and the final. You know, hey, we always, it's kind of like an expectation mm-hmm. to make the final four if you're Nebraska volleyball. Now it's like, it's probably get to the championship or bust yeah. uh, this year for this team. And the great thing about it is they're so, they don't have a senior on the roster. They're, they're, they're oh, so young. It's so, so good. Yep. It's so good. And it's one of those things that, that Nebraska volleyball is just that you're able, the, how we felt with the football game where it was like there's no there's no panic there's no nothing like that yeah. that's how they've played all season long there has never been a moment of panic yeah. and yeah. i don't see there being a moment of panic anytime soon they're just so good so well coached so fun to watch I can't say enough good things about them. Yep, they're they're a ton of fun. They got uh, again a good slate coming up at home this week before they head on the road and uh, we're less than a month away, or, or we're actually about a month away too from uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is number one, right? So they yes. have not lost either. I, you said right at the start, like Nebraska could be the number one. They very well could. Like they mm-hmm. are playing like it. They're number four right now. I don't. I don't. The, the new rankings I think come out this week. Yeah. I'm just hoping we, we get set up for a one-two. Wisconsin Nebraska showdown. Hell yeah! October 21st in Lincoln in the Devaney Center. I'm yeah. hoping, though, they move that game to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Well, because Wisconsin just set the indoor record for a women's sporting event. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Get the outdoor record. <laughs> yeah, Co- yeah, come at us, yeah. all right? 
Our record is legitimately six times more, seven times more people. Whatever it is. What's it the was, indoor record? Indoor was like 17,000, yeah, yeah. something like that. I hope that game gets moved to Pinnacle Bank Arena because then we'll just take it right back from them. Because, man, oh, man. This, this attendance rivalry between Wisconsin and Nebraska is so much fun and brings such another level to volleyball that hasn't necessarily been there in previous years. Yep. And so... And it's and it's great for women's sports in general, right? People are showing up to volleyball, and that means that they'll show up to other sports as well if you put as much emphasis on them. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Nebraska, John Cook, they champion that. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch. It's fun it to see. So fun to watch. All right, what else is on the docket? The, I've got something here about Shannon Sharp. What <laughs> this is, is this? This is great. All right, so first take uh, last week, Shannon Sharp. You know, he was on Undisputed with uh, Skip Bayless. Yeah. Got a lot of flack for that show. Skip Bayless, I don't like Skip Bayless at all on your Does TV. Yeah, on your TV sports talk, like, you know, opinion shows. It skips kind of the worst, but uh, <laughs> no, but that was uh, him and Shannon were on it uh, for a long time. And so uh, recently, though, Shannon Sharp left that and Undisputed is uh, has a new uh, rotating cast of characters on that show. And uh, now Shannon Sharp has kind of joined First Take on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A., you know, Shannon Sharp cannot stop calling Stephen A. Smith Skip. Uh, and <laughs> and this has been going on in, like, the few shows that they've done, so put together a little montage. Yes, because if you think about it, the Lions were picked to win that division, Skip. This, oh, Skip, so much. You know I'm sorry. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Stephen A., <laughs> you know what, Skip? Skip, it's okay. It's okay. It's been seven years. It's Stephen it's A., right. okay. I got I agree one. with everything you just said. And okay. he needs to stay his ass off social media. Because here's the thing, Skip. Steve, Steve. Bang! It's all right. It's all right. Seven years, bro. It's okay. Don't listen. Don't worry about the choice. Don't break that bracelet, though. That's what I'm more concerned about. Stephen A., it's all right, baby. So that's it. It's like Stephen A.'s talking to him like, yo, man, you were you were dating that girl for seven, seven years, years, man. It's okay, man. You can you can you can say her name. Yeah, you can say her name. But it's oh man. That's a horrible one to one. It's fine if you say her name when you're making out with me. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. were with her for seven years. Do you Sometimes. think that's what Stephen A. feels like? Like I'm Honestly, that has to feel weird. Yeah. It has to feel weird for Stephen A. on first take to have his show and his arch rival, who used to host a show with uh -huh. Skip Bayless, that used to be first take. Uh, they're kind of rivals now. Yeah. You don't think <laughs> Shannon Sharp's going on there calling him Skip? So the next time they had a show, Stephen A. put on a name tag that said, "I my name is Stephen A. Smith." <laughs> for Shannon Sharp, it was it was pretty good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love Shannon Sharp. Oh, man. He's so good. He's, he's funny. So fun. Like he's so fun to watch, and he's so intelligent on top of it. Like man, he he really is just dynamite for for TV for sports yep. TV talk shows. Skip. So he says skip. 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 <laughs> he was thinking skip. Stephen A. Stephen A. Stephen A. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So yeah. that was my favorite thing I saw in the last that week. Was but yeah. So good. That's phenomenal. Uh, our respective NFL teams. Oh, my goodness. Tough we stuff. Yeah, your Packers should have won. Yeah. Uh, they were um, playing the Falcons of Atlanta. Um, Arthur Smith, real quick. Arthur yeah. Smith. I, I, I remember hearing about this story. And then it came back to me. So Arthur Smith, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, his dad was like the founder of FedEx. 
He's, his family is worth like four hundred, five hundred million dollars, uh-huh. and they have a few sons, but um, and and I think a few daughters too. But one of their sons, the FedEx founder's son, is the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Have so, you heard about how it, FedEx stayed afloat? Yeah, they uh, the guy went to uh, went Vegas, to Vegas, and he and he uh, bet on himself and uh, put, Le- put legitimately like went and played blackjack and said, "I need thirty five thousand dollars to keep my company running for the next two months." Went, won that 35000 took all the money that was in the, that yep. was there, won $35,000 more, went and then went back, and that's FedEx. That was uh, Frederick Wallace Smith, was that guy's name, uh, who founded FedEx. And his son, Arthur Smith, uh, one of his nine siblings, is the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. And I they, they reiterated that. I remember hearing that a while ago, but that's just still crazy. Like, it is. Like, Pretty pretty fortunate family there for a lot of ways, but hey, your Packers, yeah, they fall there to the uh, yeah. to the Atlanta Falcons, um, and then the, the Denver Broncos. My goodness, they were up twenty one to three in that game. First half was looking good. Uh, Washington, the Commanders came back and tied it up at twenty one in the uh, second half, and then uh, ended up taking a thirty five to twenty seven lead. Uh, at some point in the game, um, Denver uh, went and no, it was thirty-five to twenty-four with about two minutes to go. Denver could not get in the end zone, score a touchdown, so they settled for a field goal, knowing that they'd have to uh, get an onside kick and uh, you know hopefully still have it. So they kicked the field goal, didn't get the onside. They almost got the onside kick. They didn't get it, but they still had two timeouts left. They used the timeouts, you know, right after uh, Washington ran the ball. And then Washington had to kick it with about 45 seconds to go. Back to Denver, who was down eight, looking to score a touchdown, go for two, and go to overtime. Yeah. Denver got to the 50-yard line. Russell, <laughs> I'm going. I'm sitting here with my – we're watching the game, watching the game with friends. I'm like, this is going to be uh, – this has to be a Hail Mary. It's like, okay, let's see what we can do. But, you know, knowing uh, we got to get Russ, a two-point baby. conversion. Russell completes the Hail Mary yeah. to a rookie. Uh, Brandon Jackson, he makes the catch. Hail Mary complete. It was a crazy play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Chase Young was coming off the edge, almost sacked Wilson. Wilson threw this ball, they said in the stadium, so high. like They, you, they could not believe a ball was, would be thrown that high and that far to the goal line. Took a couple bounces, ricochets off of guys near the goal line, then landed right in Jackson's head. So, touchdown, 35-33, the score, Boom. zero seconds on the clock. Denver needs to go for two Three uh, to go to overtime. That's all you need. Russell Wilson gets the snap. You got Cortland Sutton on a little crossing route up the middle. Sutton gets his shoulder pad yanked, right shoulder pad mm-hmm. yanked as he's trying to make a catch on the ball. No flags, game's over. And uh, Denver loses by two. But uh, I was taught, like, that had to have been the most anticlimactic Hail Mary of all time. Because Hail Mary's Cause happened. It didn't matter. It's the best play in football, right? Yeah. Like, like one of the coolest things. Nebraska had that Hail Mary with uh, Jordan Westercamp yep. back in the day. I, I remember screaming in the stadium, blacking out as like a 15 year old, yeah. right? Uh, you know, and conversely to the other side, right? BYU, Nebraska, right? You remember uh-huh. BYU coming oh, in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stunning, shocked. Terrible. Yes. There was no emotion. When they when they got the Hail Mary, I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Okay, here we go. Oh, got to oh, get the two-point two conversion. Two-point conversion because it's a Hail Mary that doesn't matter. <sighs> they didn't get it. Wow. And it didn't matter. So that's yeah. uh, that was stunk. And now the uh, Sean Payton era is 0-2, losing two home games there. That you should They should have beat uh, Las Vegas last week. Should have beat Washington this week after being up 21-3 and you lose. So... 
I, stinky. Yes, hopefully uh, my fantasy team is looking like it's going to go one and one. Looking like it. Uh, up by 20 points still with uh, Jamal Williams to play. Uh, I'm taking on the Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they've, they've got the New Orleans defense and uh, Amari Cooper still to play. So... Looking like a win. Can you see my team there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it up right here. Size of matters. Chief Keefe, I think, is who has played. Yeah, Shout you out are Tyler trailing. Yeah, trailing by four. You've got two guys to play. Yeah, I He's got, got it. none. I got it. That's it's a, over. That's a win for Ford you. And Tom, the Ford and Tom. Uh, Ford and for Cleveland, the running back in yeah. uh, Michael Thomas for New Orleans tonight. So they can have some good ones. Let's but, of it. course, I, my uh, Anthony Richardson... Goes down with yeah. an injury. Yeah, you were starting him. Were uh, yeah, you start- yeah, yeah. I, he's my, he's my second quarterback. Uh, you know who is my backup second quarterback? Uh, a one Bryce Young. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's you went to the, you were a rookie guy. You I, the, I went full rookie. I went upside. I went. I was an upside yeah. guy. You know what can you do for me? But it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a long fantasy season if uh, Anthony Richardson can't come back on week three. Just need four. I need four combined points tonight, and I'm two and zero. So there you go. I'm not not in your boat. No, sorry about that. That's all right. Yep. Well, hey, this was a podcast, and uh, we it, it was indeed a podcast. I can't wait to hear what uh, Matt Rule has to say about various things. Uh, we need to do a supplemental show on like a Thursday or a Friday. Know, yeah. you know, just drop it in. Yeah, just a, a quick hey primer, like a primer yeah. show. Like here's what to expect. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to think about it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find me on Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. Go check out little Hank the Tank yeah. and a Husker. Uh, Husker I saw strikes. that. I was gonna. Oh, uh, I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna like it actually when I saw it just a little bit ago. But yeah, you you had them all dressed up, ready to go for the Husker game. Pretty sure that's was, why uh, we won. You yeah, know? pretty sure. <laughs> you need to. You, he needs to wear the same thing every week. All right, you got to dress him up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who cares if it doesn't fit anymore? He's gonna look great when he's like three and those overalls are like stretched, <laughs> stretched out over the top. Yeah, that'll be uh, awesome. So that you can find that over on Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. He is Parker Siza. Yes, and you can find me on uh, Instagram and x.com at yep. Parker Siza. Thanks so much for watching, listening this week. This is Siza and the Stash, two cats talking about sports. We'll be back next week. See ya. Peace.